0: Hey everybody, this is the Pyro Heartbeat at pyromaniac.com, and I just wanted to let you guys know that at pyromaniac.com, we're a little bit more of a smaller shop, but we are always looking for new people to come on board. If you listen to the show, or the Pyro Heavy Show, and you love what we put out, I would love to welcome you guys to come on and help out, and just get your feet wet in the fantasy community we're always looking for new people if you're at all interested feel free to reach out to me or d-rex and for me it's on twitter you can find me at pyro underscore heartbeat on email you can find me at heartbeat at pyromaniac.com and d-rex is on twitter pyromaniac with a one instead of the i And his email is Noonan, so N-O-O-A-N, N-O-O-N-A-N, sorry, at pyromaniac.com. So that's heartbeat or D-Rex at Noonan at pyromaniac.com. And if you're interested in getting into fantasy football, feel free to reach out. Aloha everybody, I am the Heartbeat and this is episode number 16 of the Pyro Pulse podcast and this is the primer for week 2 and it's Chopped and Screwed. So in this episode I'm going to go over some uh, some of my favorite streaming quarterbacks. I'm going to look ahead to week 3 for streaming quarterbacks Next week, too, to get ahead of the market on those. I'm going to give you some of my favorite DFS plays. I'm going to go through some of my favorite starts and sits for week two. As well as we have a couple mailbag questions. So that being said, there are a couple ways that you could get a mailbag question into me if you would like. The first way is obviously Twitter. You guys know I'm very active on Twitter. And that's pyro underscore heartbeat. You can also send me an email at Heartbeat at pyromaniac.com. So that's H-A-R-T-B-E-A-T on both accounts. And a third way is if you are a pyro pro member, you can go into pyromaniac.com and you can submit a second opinions question, which is available for, for all pyro pros. I answer back on these, but I am also looking through them and picking out some of the ones that I like a little bit more. So those are the different ways that you can find yourself featured on the Pyro Pills podcast. We're trying to really make this more of a collaborative podcast with our fans where the Pyro Heavy, they're going to be going through the matchups. So that being said, let's get ready for an awesome show. Alright, let's start with streaming quarterbacks for week number two. And so I have this metric that I made up, kind of, called my QB confidence. And one thing that I noticed last week is that Mike Glennon was far too high in that metric. So what I did was I decided that I have to use the implied Vegas total as a metric in here because that really points to how many how many points that offense is capable of scoring. Whereas Mike Glennon, he outperformed what we expected for him, which is what the metric is supposed to do, but it still didn't really cap his upside like it should have. So hopefully this metric is going to be much more improved, and it looks like it is. The first quarterback that I saw, and to be clear, this is after waivers run. It's ESPN ownership. Every player has to be under twenty-five percent owned for me to consider them streamable. Because we know how many bullshit leagues there are out there where people don't do anything, or maybe they just draft and never even look at the team again. So that's why I use twenty-five percent, rather than some people out there you hear use fifty or forty or thirty-five percent, something like that. I just find those measures are way too high. So the methodology behind this is I take PFF player grades, and I'm combining that along with our pyromaniac fantasy points allowed to get an index for how well each player should do based on their matchup. And these are all PFF player grades. And then we're taking... So the offensive grade minus the defensive grouping grade. That's how we get the index... And then we put that across their season expected projected point total, and then we include the uh, the power or the points against metric. So it's those three numbers combined together, and this is where that confidence comes from. So the four quarterbacks that I find most streamable for Week Two are Joe Flacco, Carson Palmer, Brian Hoyer, and Deshaun Kaiser. they're in, and they're in that order Joe Flacco is currently owned in 9.5 percent of leagues so he's available almost everywhere Carson Palmer is a little bit higher at 17.7 percent so he's much less likely to be out there so if he is out there in your league you should go check now you should go grab him because he's also the number one streamer for next week looking ahead Joe Flacco his index level for week two is a point which is relatively high. They have an implied point total of 25, and they are favored by 9 points. So GameScript isn't on their side, but this gave him a confidence or stream level of 2,950, which is significantly higher than everyone else. So according to this metric, Joe Flacco is the best streaming option. Carson Palmer came in next at 591 as a stream level, Brian Hoyer at 395, and Deshaun Kaiser at 390, so right behind them. Carson Palmer, his QB confidence level is 22, and that's largely due to they have a relatively high implied point total this week due to being nine point favorites over the Colts. Their point implied point total is 26.8. It looks like I have the Seahawks point total of 28.3 in for Brian Hoyer. So that should be around 21 when you give them the... Uh, or so, sorry, it's uh around 18 because they're favored by... Th- or The Seahawks are favored by 13.5 over <laughs> the 49ers. I'm sorry, that was confusing. And Deshaun Kaiser... Has an implied point total of 16, but he adds his value on the ground. He ran a touchdown in last week. Those are your week two streamers. For week three, as I said, Andy Dalton is leading the way. So if he's out there, he's a good option for both weeks. Also, Carson Palmer was number two for the next week. So he is a strong streaming candidate for week two and week three. Jay Cutler is coming in at third, and Brian Hoyer. So Hoyer and Palmer are the big names on the list that you want to get for both weeks. But Flacco is the number one stream for week two. And looking ahead, based on their current ownership, Dalton is the number one stream for week three. That does it for the streaming quarterback section, and I want to take this opportunity for you guys to listen to one of our sponsors so we can keep the lights on. Thank you very much. Let's move forward with my favorite DFS plays of the week. So there's going to be a lot of overlap between the DFS plays and the starts and sets. Because obviously, if we like somebody as a start and we like the price, we like them in FanDuel and DraftKings. I have their FanDuel prices and their DraftKings prices available. And what I did is I took the four major positions, so quarterback, running back, wide receiver and tight end. And I have a... A high price guy, so a pillar piece, an affordable option, and then a player on the cheap. And that's basically, I tried to base the starters by each third. Let's start with the quarterbacks. My high price quarterback of the week, so if you're gonna pay up for a quarterback, to me this week it's Matt Ryan. He's pretty expensive, he's in the top five for sure on both sides. He's $820 in FanDuel and $750 on DraftKings. So that's a high-priced guy. I really like his matchup with the Packers this week. Their wide receivers, we will get to this, but their wide receivers, Julio Jones, Taylor Gabriel, and Mohamed Sanu have the top three matchups this week on PFF. So I really like Matt Ryan. That's going to trickle down. He also has Tevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman to check down to. They're going to have a really good week. The medium-priced quarterback for this week, and he's a little more high-priced on FanDuel than DraftKings. There's a pretty big discrepancy. But this week, it's Kirk Cousins versus the Rams. I know the Rams are getting Aaron Donald back, but they are instilling a new defense. They're going to the 4-3 defense. And I think they're going to have some growing pains, and we didn't get a really good look at them. When it comes to being up against The worst team in the NFL last week In the Indianapolis Colts So I think the Redskins are going to have a nice Turnaround game as they go to LA In Fan duels, Cousins is 7,700 And on DraftKings he's 6,100 And my QB On the cheap this week I like him for streaming It's Mike Glennon against the Buccaneers And I just like him because he's cheap I think there's no way he doesn't Give you that 3x value at 6,600 on FanDuel and 4,600 on DraftKings. So he is the value play of the week. Moving on to running backs, one running back who I just love this week is Marshawn Lynch. You saw him against the Titans, he just jacked up Jarell Casey, and he's one of the best defensive tackles in the league. Marshawn looked good, he had 18 carries, and he's playing against a Jets team, and they're favored by 15 points. So more likely than not, the Raiders are going to be chewing out the clock in the second half. I don't believe it's going to be all Marshawn, but I think he should get the majority of that workload. He should be good for a touchdown or two. I really like him in DFS this week, and I think he's a definite start in season long. He is 7,200 in FanDuel and 6,000 even on DraftKings. My affordable running back play of the week, so if you want to go high prices on wide receivers, is James White up against the New Orleans Saints. And I like this a lot more for DraftKings because DraftKings is that full point per reception. But in FanDuel, he is 5700 And on DraftKings, he is a really, really affordable at $4,000 even. And then my running back on the cheap this week is Marlon Mack. Without Andrew Luck, they're really going to be looking for somebody to spark that offense, and he is very cheap at 4800 on FanDuel and 3800 on DraftKings. Moving on to the wide receivers. And I, I pointed at it before, saying I like Matt Ryan. My wide receiver pillar is Julio Jones. So the Falcons, they won week one. And they did so, they they didn't dominate the Bears, but they did so pretty well. They won by six, I believe, so they did not cover. But they come back, and they're talking instantly. They're talking about wanting to get Julio Jones more involved. He only had five targets. I think he could see upwards of 12 to 15 targets this game. I really like him. He's in my lineups, and he is 8,800 on FanDuel and 9,200 on DraftKings. So he's one of the most expensive players this week. My affordable wide receiver is a little more on the expensive side. And I'm going back to the well this week. It's Larry Fitzgerald versus the Colts. We know the Colts are terrible, and the Cardinals lost David Johnson. So they're going to have to do more through the air rather than relying on their Oshkosh, Kerwin Williams, Andre Ellington, Chris Johnson running back tandem. So Larry Fitz is 6,600 on FanDuel. 6,500 on DraftKings, and he just has a great matchup. And the wide receiver on the cheap, I liked him last week. I like him again this week. It's Paul Richardson of the Seattle Seahawks against the San Francisco 49ers. He's 5,200 on FanDuel's and 4,200 on DraftKings, so he's a really good late guy. You can definitely get him cheap. And... Enough, this is another instance of... Where I just don't trust that Seattle running back core. So I think they're going to do a lot through the air as well. It's a great matchup. And he was in on just as many, if not more, plays than Doug Baldwin was. So they like him in one wide receiver sets. I like Paul Richardson this week. He is 5,200 on FanDuel and 4,200 on DraftKings. And rounding out our tight ends tight end pillar this week for me is Rob Gronkowski against the Saints. He had a pretty down week but he was being shut down by Eric Berry. The Saints do not have anyone in their secondary that can shut anyone down. I think the Patriots are going to try to get that Brady to Gronk combo going early and often and I'm willing to pay up for him even though he has a pretty high price at $8,100 on FanDuel and $6,900 on DraftKings. Yeah, $6,900 for Gronk, I'm buying that all day. The affordable tight end and the tight end on the cheap, they're both around the same price in FanDuel and DraftKings, but I, I tend to stay more on the cheap side streaming tight ends in DFS. So my affordable guy and my Tight end on the cheap are very similar. It's Antonio Gates versus the Miami Dolphins and Charles Clay versus the Panthers. Respectively, they're 5,300 and 5,200 on FanDuel, and they're both 3,000 on DraftKings. So that's really a pick-em, whichever one you like more. Charles Clay has a better matchup, but I'm always going to be buying Antonio Gates and that Philip Rivers combination until he decides to hang it up. That's going to do it for our DF Plays of the Week. So to quickly run through them without the prices, the order is high price, affordable, and on the cheap. At quarterback, it's Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, and Mike Glennon. At running back, it's Marshawn Lynch, James White, and Marlon Mack. At wide receiver, Julio Jones, Larry Fitz, and Paul Richardson. And at tight end, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Gates, and Charles Clay. We're going to move on to our starts and sits. But I want to give a quick shout out to one of my good friends out here in the L.A. I work with him, and it's Dooney Kush. So Dooney Kush is one of these, these. he's a, a young rapper. I work with him at my day job at Beachbody. And he's one of these guys where I can just, I can sit down and I can talk football with him for hours. He's a really knowledgeable guy. He's really down to earth. And I want you guys to listen to this song that he put out there. Go find him on Twitter. Find him on SoundCloud and Spotify. You can find him on YouTube, and that's Duney, D-U-N-E-Y, Kush. Hopefully when the season winds down a bit, we'll be able to have him on the podcast. But until then, take a listen to this. So that's Dooney Kush. I'm sure you can tell he is a very talented rapper. I can tell you from firsthand experience that he's a great guy. Hopefully we'll have him on the show. And he was actually going to record an intro song for the show. Uh, heading into preseason week four, he came into the office, and uh, he told me that uh, that shit was getting hot at the studio. And I was like, oh, what, you, what do you mean, man? And he was, uh, yeah, uh, so this... Uh, bunch of bloods rolled up and started shooting up the studio and I was like okay man (laughs) be careful don't go back there like take care of yourself don't worry about the intro song maybe we'll have that at some point this year but we're not we're not putting anyone in harm's way for an intro song we're gonna we're gonna be one of these more low-key establishments until then so shout out to my good friend Dooney Kush I know you guys will hear more from him. And him and I actually do a fan duel matchup, which we will open up to the public not this week, but next week. So give me just give me a week to set that up, and you guys can come in and play fan duel against myself and my good friend Dooney Kush. Moving on to the starts and the sits of the week. So this is gonna be a quicker section where I'm gonna run through my starts and sits. For your reference, I basically look at the matchup. I look at fantasy points against. I look at how these teams did last week. Take that a little bit into account, but not super much because they only really had one matchup for us to go off of. That's not enough sample size for data to be sticky. So we're really relying on 2016 data still along with basically the eye test. So our starts this week. He came off to... He got off to a weak start last week against the Eagles, but my number one start this week... Oh, also, let me say, it's built in that you're going to start your studs, so I try to make this the guys that you might be surprised to sit, so a little little up in the like back end number one options or low end number two options for sits, and then the starts are going to be... Usually guys who you would want to flex or lower end guys that you might be considering. I'm not going to tell you guys to sit here and you should start Le'Veon Bell and Ezekiel LA. Obviously you should. So just a little background. I'm going for the guys that you might question us about on a week to week basis. So number one, as I said, was Kirk Cousins against the LA Rams. I like the Redskins to turn it around this year. They left a lot of... Fantasy points on the field between Kirk Cousins and Terrell Pryor, and I think they start to get right, especially with Jordan Reed expected to be getting a little bit healthier. My number two start of the week is Cam Newton against the Buffalo Bills. Cam Newton got off the injury report this week, so compare that to Andrew Luck, who they had the exact same surgery. Cam Newton, his body is healing significantly faster He gets the Buffalo Bills, which is a plus matchup. And I like him to have a nice, strong week and them to use him and Christian McCaffrey together a little bit more. And the third start of the week is Carson Palmer against these Colts. Man, we're just going to be targeting this Colts matchup as much and as often as we can. So these Colts, without Andrew Luck, you're going to want to take advantage of that matchup every single week, basically. And my sits for this week... My number one sit is Marcus Mariota against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, I'm falling in love with that Jaguars defense. They, are, they don't have any holes on defense if they're all playing well and if they're all healthy. Mariota struggled somewhat against the Raiders in a plus matchup. And this, these Jaguars, they are a significantly better team. Marcus Mariota, you want to sit if at all possible. Another one is Carson Wentz against the Kansas City Chiefs. I know they lost Eric Berry, which is a downer, but Carson Wentz, I just, I can't buy into him. He's still too young, and this Kansas City Chiefs defense is really good. So I'm saying sit him if you can, and also you're going to want to sit Jameis Winston against the Chicago Bears. I'm going to touch on this with Mike Evans. This is their first game of the season, so they're going to be significantly more rusty. The Bears are way ahead of them in terms of developing their game plans and seeing their talent on the field. I think it's going to be a tough start for the Bucs, so that's why I'm saying to sit James Winston in his first matchup of 2017. Looking at the running backs, I already touched on him, but my number one start this week is Marshawn Lynch. Versus the New York Jets. Marshawn Lynch had 3.2 yards after contact last week against a pretty good Tennessee Titans defense. Against the Jets, I think he's gonna be good for 125 yards plus and one, one or two touchdowns. He's, he's gonna feast. He's my number one start. Number two, I have Bilal Powell, and I have him against also the New York Jets, but no, they're playing the Raiders. That's not a very strong defense, and I really like Bilal Powell in PPR games. They're going to be passing. They're, they're giving up 15 points, or they're getting 15 points from Vegas. So they see them losing by more than two touchdowns. They're going to be passing, and I think they're going to get Bilal Powell very active in the passing game. He had six targets last week. I think it will be closer to 10 this week. My third running back start is Terrence West, because he gets the Cleveland Browns. We're attacking that matchup until the Browns can prove to us that they can stop people consistently. I think the Steelers just had a really down week, rather than the Browns having a really awesome defensive week. My fourth start is both James White and Mike Gillisley against the Saints. James White is going to be an option in the passing game where they're going to be without Danny Amendola. So their receivers are Brandon Cooks, Chris Hogan, and then it's Matthew Slater and Philip Dorsett. So they're going to need to use the tight ends, and they're going to need to use these running backs out of the backfield. That's why I like James White in the passing game. He was the most impressive Patriots running back just from an eye test last week. But then I also have Mike Gillisley in there because... You get Brandon Cooks against his old defense. You know no one on that Saints defense can stop him. I think he should be good for another red zone or end zone PI call. And I think Mike Gillisley is going to get that one-yard touchdown run. And the last guy, I'm rolling out Amir Abdullah this week against the Giants. The Giants have a very good defense, and they, they just got killed in time of possession. But they could not have Odell Beckham Jr. And if they don't have Odell Beckham Jr., and they have really good defensive backs, so they're going to take away most likely Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. So it's going to be basically Amir Abdullah and Golden Tate holding that Lions offense up. And I like Amir Abdullah in the passing game again this week. My sits for this week, and I'm going to fly through these because you don't have to hear why I dislike players because it's due to their matchup. My sits this week are Todd Gurley against the Redskins, Garrett Blunt against the Chiefs, Lamar Miller, who's playing right now against the Bengals. I think they have a really strong defense. It's currently, uh, I know this is kind of cheating. I just wanted to include these players for future reference, but it's, they're approaching halftime, and it's 3-3 three to three in that game, so it's a low scoring. It's a usual Thursday night game. The Texans, they had to travel to Cincinnati, so they didn't really get to prepare for this game, and they don't have any tight ends. So I also have Rob Kelly as a sit against the LA Rams, and CJ Anderson against the Cowboys. The Cowboys have a surprisingly strong rush defense, and it's because they control the clock. They control the time of possession battle, they control the clock, and they force opposing teams to throw. This week they draw the Cowboys, they draw Denver, (laughs) and I think C.J. Anderson could be in line for a pretty low-volume week as they're going to need to pass to stay with this Dallas Cowboys offense. My wide receiver starts, so I'm going, I went nine deep for wide receiver starts and sits, I went seven deep. So this is gonna be a cumbersome list, so stick with me. I'm gonna try to get through it as quickly as possible. Number one start is Deshaun Jackson versus the Bears. I will get into this because my number one sit is Mike Evans versus the Bears. These Bears have low key been just dominant against wide receiver ones. They haven't allowed a wide receiver one, so a player on DraftKings who has been $750 or higher at wide receiver to go over 14 point-per-game points in the last calendar year. And this includes the best wide receiver, who many think is the best wide receiver, in Julio Jones last week. I think they can bottle up Mike Evans with their cover 6D. But I think Deshaun Jackson is going to sneak behind them for one or two big ones in this one. I also like Doug Baldwin and in deeper leagues, Paul Richardson against the 49ers. I think that offense is going to turn itself around, at least in the passing game, against a weak defense. I like Larry Fitzgerald. And again, in deeper leagues, John Brown versus the Colts. Larry Fitz is the sure thing start. And John Brown, you're going to want to wait on him because he's dealing with that quad again. And I just don't want to mess around with sickle cell trait. That's just, it seems like it takes so long for him to recover. So he you're gonna to wanna to play it by ear, and he could deal with that through the season. The next matchup is Demarius Sanders and Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Let's just make them one player. Let's call them Demarius Sanders because they're basically going to have the same outlook each and every week, in my opinion. That could change. But Demarius Sanders is a go this week against the Dallas Cowboys defensive backs. Then I also have Julio Jones is an automatic start week in and week out. But I have Mohamed Sanu and Taylor Gabriel against these Packers as starts. Those three guys have the three best matchups per PFF. In their wide receiver versus cornerback chart. So I like rolling them out this week. If you're in question at a flex. Michael Crabtree against the Jets. You're probably starting him anyways. But as Amari Cooper really struggled in the red zone. Against the Tennessee Titans. Who in 2016 allowed the most fantasy points. To opposing wide receivers. And against an Adore Jackson who didn't look Great. I think they're going to pivot over to Michael Crabtree in those short yardage situations, and he should be good for a score. I also really like Pierre Garcon against the Seattle Seahawks. I think his volume is going to outweigh the matchup, and I think he should be good for around seven or eight catches for 70, 80 yards. I really like Tyreek Hill against these Eagles. I think he is just too fast which makes him matchup-proof. He's clearly the fastest player in the NFL. And finally, I like Cooper Cup against the Redskins. I think he's flex-worthy, or you could consider him as a wide receiver 2 in PPR leagues. Moving over to my sits, I already touched upon Mike Evans against the Bears just because of their defensive dominance against wide receiver 1s. Next, I do not like the matchup 4. Golden Tate or Marvin Jones against the New York Giants. I think Golden Tate has the best matchup. I think Marvin Jones is a must-sit. Golden Tate, you could consider flexing because he does have that higher floor where you could expect around five to six catches from him this week as a floor. Next, I have Sammy Watkins against the Washington Redskins. He's most likely to get the Josh Norman treatment if anyone does. And I just don't think Jared Goff and Sammy Watkins is a great contingency plan long term. I don't think Jared Goff has that deep ball prowess that we saw from Tyrod Taylor. And I think Sammy Watkins could kind of be that forgotten wide receiver in L.A. Moving forward, I'm sitting Corey Davis and Richard Matthews versus the Jaguars. I told you I'm sitting Mariota. Those two guys are likely to draw Ramsey and Boye in coverage. And I'm staying away from those two all year. I do not like Corey Coleman against the Ravens. He should be drawing Jimmy Smith. And they should be able to get a lot of pressure on Deshaun Kaiser. So he's not going to have the ability to work downfield as much. And Deshaun Kaiser is going to hold the ball longer. He should get sacked a good amount. I do not like either Terrell Pryor nor Jameson Crowder versus the Rams. I want to sincerely apologize again for my Jameson Crowder takes last week. I'm under the assumption that he is not quite healthy now. And Terrell Pryor does not have a great matchup. So I'm saying go away from them despite having Kirk Cousins as a starter. I think he's going to rely a lot on Jordan Reed. And Chris Thompson. So that's why I have him higher, but the wide receiver is lower. And the last sit for this week is the combination of Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar against that Chiefs secondary. Man, you cannot probably mark Alshon Jeffrey as a sit for me every week. I hate Alshon. He is just not a wide receiver one. He's not an elite talent. He had a couple good years when Brandon Marshall was there because Brandon Marshall was pulling elite cornerbacks away from him, and Jay Cutler was targeting him 14, 15 times a game. In a Peterson offense that does not heavily target wide receivers, it heavily targets tight ends and running backs, you can mark Alshon Jeffrey as a sit every week for me. And then tight ends... You know you know the five tight ends that you're starting every week. You know the ones who are streamable, and you know the ones you want to stay away from. The starts this week are Austin Hooper, Charles Clay, Colby Fleener, and Antonio Gates. Austin Hooper again draws the Green Bay Packers, which I'm feasting on this matchup. I'm getting as much of it as I can. Charles Clay gets the Carolina Panthers, who they were the third worst team last year against opposing fantasy tight ends. Kobe Fleener gets the Patriots in what we expect to be the highest-scoring game of the week. And Antonio Gates draws the Dolphins, who they really haven't shown they can consistently stop tight ends. And Phillip Rivers loves going to his tight ends. My sits this week are whoever started at tight end for Houston, because they are all injured. They all have concussions. So I don't want to start any of them. I do not want to start Eric Ebron against the Giants. I'm staying away from that Giants team. I don't want to start Delaney Walker against the Jaguars. I don't want to start Jason Witten against the Broncos. And I don't want to start Tyler Eifert, who's also in this game against the Texans. Let's hover over Jason Witten, because he is the most likely, in my opinion, to still have a strong game. I'm just trying to stay away because that Denver Broncos defensive backfield is really good. Really good. So let's take a second, listen to one more sponsor, and then let's get into our mailbag. Again, if you want to submit a mailbag question, Twitter, and I'm at pyro underscore H-A-R-T-B-E-A-T, that's heartbeat. Email is... Heartbeat spelled the exact same way at pyromaniac.com. And second opinion questions for pyro pros. And if you don't have it, definitely go sign up to be a pyro pro, it's worth the money. So take a listen to this quick sponsor, and then let's dive into the mailbag. All right, so this first one was on Twitter. It's our good friend at CokeDriver82 who we love interacting with him on Twitter, shout out. And he asked, who is a better stash between Matt Breida or Rex Burkhead? And I thought this was an, a really interesting question because you can see it from both sides. Carlos Hyde is always getting injured. He he usually misses three to four games a year. But Rex Burkhead is in that high-octane Patriots offense. And you could write a story where he's one injury to Mike Gilleslie or one fumbling Mike Gilleslie issue away from getting the majority of their rushing down work. So my answer for this officially is Matt Breida. And this is both in dynasty and redraft because we know what Rex is at this point. He's primarily a special teams player who can also make an impact on offense. And he's in, but this injury to Mike Gilleslie does not guarantee that Rex would have a strong week. You're still gonna have to deal with James White getting carries and likely Deion Lewis getting carries. And then you're gonna have to deal with a matchup because we've, we've seen the Patriots throw, or sorry, we've seen the Patriots run in bad running matchups less than five times in a game total. So we, even if Gillis does get hurt, which is when you would really wanna start Rex Burkhead, who only saw, what, four offensive snaps in week one. Matt Breed is definitely the better stash because he be- becomes a back-end RB2 instantly in a Carlos Hyde injury. And he can retain that value long term. Whereas Rex Burkhead, I don't think he has all that much long-term dynasty value. Another one of our, our good friends on Twitter, Real Danger Close, asked me. Is it time to panic for AJ, and that's AJ Green, and Eifert owners with Dalton's abysmal performance? Or was this a fluke? And my response to this, in short, was I think that was a fluke game. I think Dalton will turn it around. In full, Eifert being targeted only once last week in a game where they were passing heavily is definitely concerning. But Dalton should be able to turn last season around and get it back on pace. Tyler Eifert has averaged a touchdown every seven times he's been targeted over the last two years and including this year. So 2015, 2016, and the first game of 2017 where he got one target. But the Texans were fourth best against the tight end last year. To answer the question, I'm not worried about him long-term. So, in the full season, I'm not worried about him. However, against the Texans' strong defense, he's unlikely to have a a big bounce back this week. A.J. Green, on the other hand, I am never going to be worried about him. He is an elite-level wide receiver. He is going to make make Andy Dalton better. Rather than Andy Dalton struggling, greatly impacting A.J. Green. He is a top three talent at wide receiver in the NFL. And I'm really excited to sit down, watch this game, and get to see how John Ross impacts this offense. I think he's really going to open it up for Tyler Eifert and A.J. Green and I think it's going to be awesome to watch as a NFL analyzer. For fantasy, I also think it's interesting. But I don't think he's going to have as much of a fantasy impact this year. That's John Ross not having that much of a fantasy impact. And one of our good friends, Michael Ferrales I believe I'm pronouncing that, sent in a second opinion question. So thank you, Michael. And you said you're torn between James White, Larry Fitz, or Golden Tate this week. So I got back to you. I said, in short, I think it's Larry Fitz this week. I have him. And then after Larry Fitz, I see it as James White, then Golden Tate. As I said, I think Golden Tate's going to have a really tough game against a strong Giants defense. And I like James White against this New Orleans defense. Larry, he has another great matchup on paper, and I don't think we're gonna see Carson throwing three picks again in this game. I trust Tate a lot more long-term, and I think he's gonna be a consistent flex or wide receiver to play, and I like him more than White long-term. But this is just such a tough matchup for him that I like James White's upside for eight plus catches and one or more touchdowns against the Saints. So, Larry Fitz, James White, Golden Tate, thank you everybody for submitting your mailbag questions. That's going to do it for this Pyro Pulse podcast. I hope everybody's ready for week two. If you have any more questions for week two, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at pyro underscore heartbeat. Email, again, is heartbeat at pyromaniac.com. And we're always guaranteeing these second opinion questions get answered with a 24-hour maximum turnaround window. So if you're one of those guys that is not a Pyro Pro member and you get fed up by the amount that you reach out to some of these bigger name fantasy football analysts on Twitter and they just don't get back to you, I know I've been there. We get back to everyone. I can't guarantee on Twitter we get back to everyone because sometimes we just miss those. But Pyro Pro members, we guarantee we will get back to all of your second opinion questions. So definitely look into that. Good luck for week two. Feel free to reach out with any open questions that you have. And good luck. Let's make some fucking money.